Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. And we're about to lead you into what we're calling a homestyle podcast. Homestyle podcast because we are talking about authority in the church, who makes decisions, particularly at Grace Church of Orange. But this isn't going to be like a long church polity discussion. This is just homestyle, just talking and trying to answer some questions. So, Mike, can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. Okay. We're just going to get into it like this. Uh, we'll start as broad as we can go. Who holds authority uh, at Grace Church of Orange? Great question. Jesus Christ, okay? The, oh, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you had to draw a the organizational chart of Grace Church of Orange, it would have God Almighty at the top of the org chart. Absolutely. Then you would see the elders. Then you would see the congregation okay and we have other leadership as well like deacons deaconesses and all that and staff and what have you but practically uh and we're persuaded scripturally really is that jesus is the head of the church like he says i will build my church and that elders are to lead the church i think of paul talking to the ephesian elders and he says pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock this is in acts 20 verse 28 in which, in all the flock, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for, to shepherd the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert." He goes on. And so the idea, and it even says, I've shown you by working hard in this way, you must help the weak. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than receive. So elders are to be servant leaders. As Jesus did not come to be served, but serve and give his life a ransom for many. We're to lay down our lives for the flock. Um, As Peter said to the elders among the churches, I exhort the elders, 1 Peter 5.1, among you as a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker of the glory that's to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, and so on. Right. I, just to highlight what you said about Christ being the authority, he goes on to say, when the chief shepherd appears, in other words, there's a chief yes. and it's not you. Uh, it's yes. not the elders or the person serving as the preaching pastor or it's Christ as the chief shepherd. Mm-hmm. He's the one caring for his sheep. But he does that through the under shepherds, the elders. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just to quickly give some context. The reason we're doing this, listeners, if you're just like, what are Mike and Connor talking about? We just hear people asking questions sometimes like, who really does, you know, who calls the shots at grace? Who has the authority? Um, who's making decisions about uh, which members are admitted or how church mm-hmm. discipline is practiced? Who's making decisions about new elders that are appointed? Who's making decisions regarding even some of the practical, you know, finances or property or those kind of mm-hmm. things. So we just thought it'd be helpful to get into some of this. But Mike, maybe I could ask you this question. Um, at Grace, we have a bit of a balance with some some areas of responsibility being delegated to the choice of the members in a voting context. Mm-hmm. And then other decisions fall into the hands of the elders who make those decisions as the leaders of the church. Do you want to talk about where those lines lie and why that's the case? 
Mm -hmm. So let me back up for a moment and just say, look, we, we take our views from scripture, but there's a lot of freedom that is given where we can make some decisions that may not be stipulated in scripture. Scripture doesn't always say how exactly it's to go. And so sure we are an elder led church, but the elders don't make all the decisions. It's not an elder rule church. It's an elder led church. We have congregational aspects to our church government. Right. And, and let's think of it this way too. trickle it all the way down to just anyone leading in a ministry or working in an area of ministry, we put things in the hands of many, many people, men and women at Grace Church of Orange, and we want to respect and honor their leadership and support them and not undermine them. And people aren't looking over their shoulders, telling them exactly what to do, though there are things that we have agreed upon as a leadership team that we will do that we don't step on each other's toes too much. But we trust leadership to make wise decisions. And wise decisions aren't always agreed on by everyone. And it's like, we don't, you know, I wouldn't make the same decision everyone else would make all the time, but it doesn't matter my preference, right? It's not like everything that gets done at Grace Church of Orange, Mike Shera has to give a stamp of approval. There are plenty of things we do that I would do differently if someone said, hey, how do you really want to do this? It just doesn't matter that much, my own preference. So I would say that the congregation, if you're 18 and over, uh, if you're a member, you get to vote on the budget. You get to vote on with the new elders and deacons and deaconesses and encumbering property, whether we're going to, you know, build a new building and all those kind of things, right? Uh, that kind of thing, getting a loan, all of that. Also, um, the elders uh, decide who the new members will be, who some of the staff will be, mm -hmm. uh, church discipline, things like this. And what you see in Scripture is just this really sweet, I think really beautiful picture of unity where the everyone just trusts each other and things go wrong when you don't but when it goes right it's because you trust each other and you trust your leaders and the leaders trust the people and there's this back and forth you see it in Acts 6 where a problem you know gets brought to the apostles and they tell the congregation we want you to pick seven men of good reputation full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom someone with good reputation that we will appoint to the office. So the elder, the, the apostles, kind of the proto-elders at the time, would appoint them after the congregation put them forward. Right. And the great thing is, once they picked out the seven, they set them before the apostles and prayed and laid their hands on them. And it just said it found great, uh, it found um, agreement with, with the whole congregation. Like, Everyone was good with it. It was like everyone was given a thumbs up, you know. So there's plenty of things um, that the elders will make decisions on, plenty of things that the congregation needs to make decisions on together. And just most of the things we do on a daily basis, whoever's leading a certain ministry. And we trust. Just making the choice. And we trust people. And it's not anarchy. It's just cooperation and coordination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think that it. And Mike, you can speak into this too, but I was just thinking in general, kind of what, you know, what broadly would define biblically what we would think of as a healthy approach to authority. And I think it'd be something like the elders are leading the congregation, but the members have real engagement as well. And and at a certain point, they're engaging, you know, in a way that, that actually, you know, impacts the church and has a real decisional kind of aspect to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that just in part to say our, you know, our form of church government, uh, along with maybe what you might see in like the Presbyterian church, maybe a congregational led church or just mm -hmm. an independent elder led church. We'd actually be, 
we'd be, you know, kind of happy, even though there's real distinctions in that with more or less if churches are saying, hey, our elders lead and our members are engaged in the life of the body to the point of actually making real decisions. Like we're mostly on board for that. Could you maybe speak to where where churches go off the rails Mm -hmm. uh, in a more, you know, kind of extreme way and the ways that authority can be mishandled or not, a, not an abuse mm-hmm. of authority, but maybe poor structures mm-hmm. that are less biblical? Yes. So I've often said any kind of church government that's biblical can work as long as the people get along and they are godly and they're humble and they, they want to do what pleases the Lord. So I think that's absolutely true. It goes off the rails when there's no leadership at all, when leadership abdicates its role and people just kind of, you know, do what's right in their own eyes and it's just kind of out of control. But what you see most often when it goes off the rails is where there's an autocratic type leader that's at the very top and maybe has two associates that makes all the decisions. And you see that in some churches and there's not a plurality of elders in these kind of places. Like at Grace, we have 12 elders that are all keeping ourselves in check. We've got a staff that's of multiple. And like I tell people often, I rarely do anything without a couple other people speaking into it before I do it. Now, yesterday I had a nice cold glass of almond milk in the evening. I didn't ask anyone's permission. Okay. I just went to the refrigerator and got it. But, but seriously, like when I'm preaching or when I'm uh, having, you know, big decisions to make and all sorts of things like that, I'm asking advice from fellow elders and staff members all the time. You know that we we're always like interacting with each other. So I don't think you could say that there's a decision that has been made solely by me. Right. Right. We own it together because we're in this life together. And I think if you want to have the best possible stance or mindset about how do I, you know, engage with my leaders, you do this, what Hebrews 13, 17 and eight, uh, verse 17 says, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. It's very serious. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. That doesn't mean that you can never ask a question or never disagree or never respectfully say, wait a minute, what about this or that? No, we all respect each other, that that we are shepherds of the flock that are under shepherds, under the chief shepherd. And we are never, to, as, as 1 Peter 5 says, don't lord it over those allotted to your charge. Be examples to the flock. So the leadership sets a tone for servant leadership. There have been times I've said to people that might question something or say, how could you say that? Or how could you tell me I should do that? I say, well, you trust me, right? You've known me. I've been the pastor here for 16 years. Come July 29th. You know me. You've you've seen me. You know how I operate. You know what I'm like. And you know the kind of counsel I give you. I'm not perfect in that. But do you think I would purposely lead you astray? Mm-hmm. You know, test it with a couple other people. Oftentimes I'm giving that same advice in the presence of another elder or two, right? Yeah. With someone else. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just loving one another and being cognizant that we are not leaders of little kingdoms. We are we are operating in the kingdom of God and we are serving the Lord Jesus Christ and he is Lord. Yep. He's Lord. Absolutely. Uh, super helpful, Mike. I appreciate you and your example of handing off leadership and really promoting the other elders too. You know, I think any preaching pastor has an opportunity to do that by constantly just trying to remind people it's not, it doesn't all come down to me. I'm not where the buck stops. We're in this together and I'm a fellow elder with these other men. So 
I appreciate that. Uh, there's a lot more we can talk about, but listeners, I think we're actually going to wrap it there today. Hope that was encouraging to you to just hear about how we think about uh, service and leadership at Grace. And um, anytime you see Mike or I, you can always ask us more questions about these things too. Uh, but we love you and we're thankful for you and we're praying for you. And we will talk to you next week on the podcast. God bless you and have a great day.